Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Download. Our aim is to reveal from Scripture just how good God really is. Find more of our sermons and other links as well as contact details at our website www.highway.org.za That's H-I-G-H-W-A-Y dot org dot Z-A May this sermon bless you. Enjoy. I have a big favor to ask the folks sitting in this block. Can you please help the speaker by moving across into the two middle blocks? Unless, you know, there's probably less people there, and then we could just position you. (laughs) Thank you so much for your understanding. Good. Well, now that we've all taken our seats and are comfortable, can we stand up again? Thank you, Jesus that you said you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail. Thank you, Lord, that you are about your church being built and we avail ourselves to your craftsmanship in our lives tonight. We ask that we would be established and equipped, that our minds would be willing to be changed, And we would see things differently. And Lord, we we thank you that with that in place, your church is going to make a difference in this city and in this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Really believe that as our minds are changed, we attract different things into our life. When our minds are full of negativity and criticism and gossip and slander, we attract negative things into our life. So, Jeff, over to you, bud. Am I on? One, two. Yeah, look at that. There we go. Oh, well. Good evening, every- well, good evening everyone. That's really loud. Okay. How's that? How are you all doing? Hey, Monday night and everyone's here. That's really cool. Hey? Probably one of my favorite topics to teach on. Between this, it's very difficult between this and worldview. I love teaching on worldview. Um, but um, are you ready for an interactive class? Who, li- who likes interaction? Wonderful. Wonderful. All, I've got my volunteers already. Okay. All right. So we're continuing tonight. Uh, we, uh, we left off yesterday uh, speaking about justification on grace, uh, and tonight we're continuing on grace. Yeah, come on, hurry up. But tonight we're concentrating on righteousness. Okay, so my, I have a question for you all. Are you righteous? Okay. Are you righteous? As of, as of uh, 1904, on the 12th of March, 2018, put up your hand if you're righteous. Okay. It's, can I get a show of hands again? I'm just, I'm, I'm just getting understanding here of where everyone's sitting. 
Okay, okay, sounds like we've got a pretty good understanding of righteousness then. Yeah, yeah, sounds like we're pretty good. So I can finish early tonight. No need for any teaching. <laughs> okay, so what is righteousness? Someone tell me. Give me a, give me a definition. Right standing with God. Yep, beautiful. Look at this. We're going through slides fast, fast. Okay, right standing with God. That's probably the easiest and best definition you could put onto what righteousness is. Okay, and yesterday we spoke about um, the um, whether we, I asked the question whether or not God is just, yeah, and we looked at the justice of God. Um, looking in Isaiah 30 verse 18, it says, the Lord will be gracious, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you, for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. And we talked about uh, the penalty for sin when we looked at justice. And what did we say the penalty for sin was? Death, yeah. Okay, now, okay, we haven't got there yet. Okay, the justice, da-da-da. Okay, got a point in the right direction. Not over here, over here. Uh, The penalty for sin is death. Okay, so to be righteous, we need to be free from something. What do we need to be free from? Sin, very good. Gosh, you guys are good. Steve, I'll be finishing early today, so we'll be doing lots and lots of small group. Okay, all right. So this is sort of a bit of a review. Okay, so... We know that to be righteous in right standing with God, we must be free from sin. Okay, so what is sin? Okay, yes, the Ten Commandments, that's a good start. What are the Ten Commandments? What, are, what sort of sin is it? Uh, yes, but, but what, like it's, it's, it's sort of a list of what? Do's and don'ts, yeah, okay, so it's things that we do, so one of the ways that we can sin is in things we do or don't do, yeah, okay, what's another way that we can sin? In our thoughts, very good, yeah, so we look at the Ten Commandments, Uh, that's in Deuteronomy 5, verses 6 to 21, we looked at that yesterday, in our thoughts, that's Matthew 5, verse 28, Um, how else can we sin? Words, yes, talks about that in Matthew 15, verse 11. When you know what you should do and you don't do it, uh, yeah, you're on the right track. How would you put it? Say again? Did someone say Attitude. Yeah, attitude. Thank you, down the back. Well done. Okay, so they're basically the four basic ways that we can sin. In the things that we do or don't do, in our thoughts, in our words, and in our attitudes, in the way we do things. And there's lots of uh, stories in the Bible that talk about those. Attitudes, you can look up Colossians 3.23. But basically, sin can be defined as any thought, action, word, or attitude 
that falls short of God's holiness. Okay. So sin, wonderful. Now, I know Steve uh, has spoken on covenants already, so I'm going to touch on covenants a little bit just to do again a little bit of review before we get into the, the meaty bit of the teaching. But to fully understand sin and what Jesus has done for us, we need to go back in time. And I had a really great effect on that back in time. It went up in flames and lost it as soon as I went to PC. Got to love Mac. For all those Mac lovers out there. All right. So, um, Steve talked about covenants. Now, to be free from sin, there's a particular type of covenant that God has put in place. What type of covenant is it? It is a sacrificial covenant. What happens when you sacrifice something? Blood is shed. Okay, so when did God institute a blood covenant? When was the very first time? Adam and Eve. Right, so in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve sin, and what does God do? Okay, yeah, share the glory, guys. All these guys at the front, they want to give all the answers. Okay, share the glory. Okay, yeah, in, in the Garden of Eden, God killed an animal, and then he clothed them to cover their shame, yeah? So it was in the Garden of Eden that he instigated the very first blood covenant. Okay, and then we see it again uh, in the Mosaic law and the sacrificial system that uh, we're going to look at. We're going to look at a a passage in Leviticus uh, that talks about that. And then, of course, we see it um, at the cross. Yeah? Okay, same blood covenant. All right, so let's look at this passage. It's just one of the passages in Leviticus 4, verses 32 to 35. Okay, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, but if not, that's fine. There we go. Don't go any further. Okay, stop. Okay, good. All right, so have a read through that passage. I'll give you a minute to read through that. Okay, how are we doing? Okay. If you finish, look at me. Okay, a few people still reading. That's fine. I'll give you another 10, 15 seconds. Okay. Yeah, Steve's just reminding me not to worry too much about uh, note-taking. If you're a note-taker and that helps you to learn, that's fine. But uh, don't stress too much about note-taking because these uh, notes will be available online tomorrow. Okay, we good? Yeah? Okay, two thumbs up. All right, so in this passage, this is one of, just one of the passages that talks about the sacrificial system, what had to take place so that uh, the Israelites could be forgiven their sin. So for the course of this period of time, we've gone back in time and we're now all Israelites under the old covenant law. Okay, so Jesus hasn't come yet. Okay, so in this passage, there are um, three things or people mentioned. Can you tell me what they are? Very good. Thank you, Anne. See the front row. You see, you've got to sit in the front row. All the knowledge, the Holy Spirit moves in the front row. Okay, you've got to sit in the front row. All you, all you bad people, don't worry, I used to sit there. Okay. 
Okay, share the glory, guys. Share the glory. Okay. Yeah, the priest, the sinner, and the sacrifice. Okay, and in this case, it's a lamb. Okay, in other places, it's sometimes a bull or pigeons or whatever. Okay, but in this case, it's talking about a lamb. All right, so I need three volunteers. <laughs> now the front row. <laughs> okay, I don't care where, where it comes from. Three volunteers. Come on, all those people that said they love interaction. One. Nita, thank you. And three. Wonderful. Excellent. All right. So I'm just going to... Oh, gosh. No, I'm not. I'm just going to... No. Oh, gosh. Bad back. Four back operations later. Okay. All right. So, I need someone to play priest. Priest? Okay, wonderful. Um, um, sinner? Okay, and sacrifice. Okay, a female lamb. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Uh, you're the sinner, right? Okay. So, sinner and sacrifice go over there. Okay. Actually, we'll use this as the... Uh, yeah, we can use this as the altar. All right, so what I want you to do is I want to, they're going to enact out this passage for us. Very good. A little bit louder. Okay, so we've got our priest, okay? Come priest. Okay, so for, for the course of the, this, this time, this can be the altar. Okay, so what I want you guys to do is I want you to enact out this passage, what you understand from this passage. Um, we need a knife. Um, <laughs> pen will do. Pen will do. We'll put it here. Hang on. Let's put, just put it there. All right. All right. So, and what I want you to do is I want, to want you to watch how they do it and then at the end, don't say anything during it, just at the end to tell me whether or not they did it right or wrong and if they did it wrong, how they did it wrong. Cool? Okay, off you go. Okay, tell us what you're doing. Hang on, where's that handheld mic? Okay, so tell us what you're doing. I'll hold the mic for you, or you can hold it. I'm killing the perfect lamb. Okay. And then I'm taking the blood of the sinner offering. Is it on? It's not on. Okay, one, okay, so on the altar there were four horns. One, two, three, four. Okay, so then I take the blood and I put it there, and then I take, well, somehow she's supposed to be dead, dead now. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll take the rest of the blood and I'll pour it that round the base of the At the, the base altar. of the altar, okay, yep. Okay. And, and all the fat shall <laughs> remove. You've got the knife. I don't have the knife. I'm just standing. I'm watching. Okay, so you're going to slice and dice, take off all the fat. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay. So you're going to lose all that fat eventually. Uh, then I need to burn it on the altar. Burn it on the altar. On top of the Lord's food offerings. Uh-huh. And then I shall make atonement for him 
for the sin which he has committed, okay. and he shall be <laughs> forgiven. Committed. <laughs> forgiven. Okay, he's forgiven. How did they do? Okay, now I don't want answers from the front row this time, okay? No answers from the front row. I'll take second row backwards. <laughs> okay, so did they do it correct? Put up your hand if you say yes. Okay, so there's a couple of yes, so there's a lot of no's. Okay, so if you say no, what did they do wrong? Okay, give me one thing. She did, I saw that, yeah. Okay, yes. That's one thing that I noticed as well. She took the, sin- the sacrifice away from the sinner. He didn't actually bring it. Yes, that's one thing they did wrong. Yes, down the back. Okay, very good. Yes, that's one thing we miss. Yes, we'll come to it in a, we'll come to it in a minute. Okay, someone else. We get hands. It's teaching time here. <laughs> so she didn't expect it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, let's, let's have a look at this passage because we're getting a lot of good things coming out now. All right, so, uh, sinner and sacrifice, back over this side. Priest at the altar. Okay, so what is the very first thing that must happen? Okay, the sinner must bring the sacrifice. Okay, now you've got to remember the thing about the fact that he's got to bring his sacrifice is he's a farmer. Okay, and he's bringing a sheep, a female sheep, right? You know what they had to bring if it was a, 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 a cow? It was the bull. What's the most important thing when, you, when you're farming cows? It's the bull, right? Imagine how many bull, every time you sin, if you had to sacrifice one bull. Yeah? So it's costly, yeah? Okay, so the sinner brings the sacrifice. Let's do that bit first. Okay, what must happen next? No yelling out, hands please. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yes, the priest must inspect. It says, if he brings a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish. Now, the only way we know that the lamb is without blemish is if it's inspected. That's the priest's job. Remember, the sinner can't do that because remember, he's a sinner. He might be a lot, his sin might be lying. Okay, so you don't trust his word that the lamb is perfect. Okay, so the priest inspects the lamb. (laughs) How are we doing? Did we get the two thumbs? Got two thumbs, Uh, excellent. So our lamb is without blemish. Okay, so what happens next? Yeah. Okay, hand on the head of the lamb. Okay, now here's the question. Who puts the hand on the head of the lamb? The sinner does. Okay, very good. Okay, go for it. Sinner there, Nita's the priest. Okay, so what does it say? 
Okay, so the sinner places their hand on, on the sacrifice. Okay, do that. Okay. Okay, what happens next? They slaughter it? Who slaughters it? Okay, now this is where English is really important and, and having an understanding of English, and of course this is written in English from its original text. It says, if he, who's the he? The sinner, very good. Brings a lamb as an offering for his sin offering. He shall bring a female without blemish and lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill it. It hasn't changed yet. It's still one sentence. Yeah, It's still going. The sinner is the one that kills the sacrifice. Okay, so hand the knife over. Okay. Okay, who's, who's ever killed an animal before? Anyone slaughtered a, a lamb particularly? Or a goat? A chicken? Yeah, chicken, not so good. You've done a lamb? Okay, so what happens when you slaughter a lamb? And what happens? What happens when you slice the neck? Okay, so this is what happens when you slaughter a lamb. The lamb is there, you slaughter the lamb... And because the heart is still beating, there's what's called an arterial bleed. And it spurts out. Okay? And often, if you're killing an animal, what happens to you? You get covered in blood. Okay, now that is really important to remember. Okay? All right, so the sinner now sacrifices the lamb. Blood comes out. What happens next? Okay, before you take your finger, okay, so what would generally happen would be that they would have something to catch, thank you Steve, they'd have something to catch the blood in, it'll either be a bowl or, or a cup of some sort. Okay, so no, the priest would catch the blood, you're busy slaughtering. So as that arterial bleed comes through, the priest catches some of the blood, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, blood is getting all over the sinner. Okay, then what happens next? Put it on the four horns of the altar, yep, and uh, where are we up to? Then, then the priest, now we come to the priest, the priest is starting to do their bit. Remembering the priest is in their priestly garments, okay, and they're doing this morning, evening, throughout the day, every day, yep. Then the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar, four horns of the altar, and pour... Uh, of the burnt offering and pour out all the rest of the blood at the base of the altar and all its fat he shall remove as the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offerings. Okay, so who removes the fat? Really? The sinner removes the fat, right? Because again, we're looking at the context in English, it's he and the priest. Okay, so now the sinner does all the slicing and dicing. And what happens when the sinner does the slicing and dicing? More blood over him. Yeah, slice and dice. Okay, then, and all its fat he shall remove, as the fat offering is removed from the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall burn it on the altar. Okay, so it's then given, nice and clean, washed and clean, given to the priest. And the priest shall burn it on the altar on top of the Lord's food offerings, and the priest shall make atonement for him for the sin which he has committed, and he shall be forgiven. Okay, transaction complete. One sin, one sacrifice. Okay, 
So what do we, what do we understand? Thank you, guys. Give me a hand. Okay, so what, do we, what are the points that we can pull out of this? There's a lot of blood. The blood falls on the sinner. Front row. Shh. It's time-consuming, yeah? And we already mentioned that it's very costly, okay? If you're looking at uh, breeding sheep, your females are most important. If you're looking at breeding cows, your bulls are most important. Guess which ones you have to sacrifice, yeah? It's very costly. Okay, so the things we can look see is that sin is costly, that blood must be shed for the forgiveness of sin, and the sinner is the one that does all the work under the old covenantal law. They're the one that slaughters it. They have to bring it. They, they slaughter it. They have to slice and dice it. All the priest does is inspect it, take the, the, uh, the fat offering and place it on the altar and burn it as an atonement for their sacrifice. All right. Everyone cool with that? Okay. How are we doing for time? Okay, excellent. Cool. Yes. One sin, one sacrifice. It could be an awful lot of sheep. And, and, and there's a practice that used to go on amongst the Israelites where they would sell themselves into slavery because they had run out of sheep and bulls and goats and pigeons and they now have nothing. And so they would sell themselves into slavery to their brothers and that's why there are Levitical laws in place as to how they should be treated and that there was a year of Jubilee, everybody gets set free and uh, property's given back and yeah, all those things were in place. Okay, but God had made provision. It wasn't just bulls, it wasn't just lambs, you know, it was, it was pigeons as well and it went down basically over different sacrifices for different things. Okay, all right, back to uh, our righteousness. Okay, so three more volunteers, different volunteers. Come on, you, get, you guys get to do the best bit. Don't be shy now. Okay, let me tell you a quick story. I was in the military in Australia uh, for 21 years in the Air Force. I served for 10 years. And all those 10 years, I always wanted to go on a military exercise because I'd heard that these military exercises, brilliant fun. War games, basically. And for 10 years, I didn't get to go on any exercise. And eventually, I said to one of my friends, I said, what have I got to do to get on one of these military exercises? He says, well, you've got to put your name down. <laughs> he says, you just send him a message. It's like a, a teletext thing. What do they call them now? Um, yeah, basically an email, like an email. Uh, we didn't have those back then. Um, you had to send an email. Any, who remembers the times before email? <laughs> yeah, I'm showing my age now. Uh, um, yeah, we had, you had to... Um, Basically, send them this message, put your name down. And sure enough, I sent them this message, put my name down. And within three months, I think it was, I got asked if I would like to go on a military exercise. And from that time onwards, I got placed on military exercises every single time. As a result of doing those military exercises, who remembers the 2000 Olympics? Yeah? Okay. Do you, do you, did you, who watched the opening ceremony? Anyone actually watch the opening and or closing ceremony? Okay, you remember in the, in the opening and closing ceremony, there was a military guard that raised and lowered the Olympic flag. Thank you. 
Okay, how did I get that? I put my name down, I volunteered. Three volunteers, please. (laughs) One, two, and three. Okay, no, I've got three already. Take a seat, take a seat. You know, you can come. Yes, I know, but I've got two. I've got my three already. But thank you. I appreciate I appreciate. Okay. All right. So in the in the Levitical passage, we had three things represented. Remember, God is unchanging. The covenant that was put in place in the Garden of Eden, we see it again in the Mosaic law. We are now moving to the crucifixion at, and Jesus at the cross. Okay. So, nothing has changed. Okay, so I need a priest. You're going to play the priest? Trust me, you're going to want to play the priest. Okay, um, I need a sinner. Okay, and a sacrifice. Okay, so uh, my priest can stand here. Uh, this you're the sinner, right? Okay, okay. So, what I want you to do now is it is now 7.31, doing quite well for time, 7.31 on the 12th of March 2018 and you've sinned today. Now I want you to enact out for me what happens today. Okay, that's really nice, but how are you going to get rid of your sin? <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's give them some feedback. We're hearing some stuff here. Let's give them some feedback. What do you guys think? What happens today when you sin? Remember, we're talking about righteousness, your righteousness. This is, we're talking about what makes you righteous. If we don't understand this, then we will walk around thinking we're unrighteous. You understand now? Okay, all right. Aha, now we're getting there. All right. Priest, thank you very much. What's your name? Thomas. Thomas. Please don't doubt. (laughs) Okay, so under the old covenantal law, we had a high priest. Okay. Today, who is this? Mm, God. Okay, because remember, the high priest represented God on our behalf. Okay? So, under the old covenantal law, we would have to come before the high priest who represented God on our behalf so that we could be forgiven. So, basically, we were coming before God. Okay, so you play God. Nice! Let there be light. God, Okay, who's this? The sinner, under the new covenant, who's this? Still the sinner. Okay, okay, when you sin, you're a sinner, okay? You're still a sinner, whether or not you, yeah, okay. So under, the, for this exercise, this, you're the sinner, okay, all right. Who is this? The sacrifice is Jesus, go like this. Okay, all right, so where is Jesus now? 
Okay, so the right hand, right, right hand, right hand of the Father. Okay, t- sit on the stage because you're seated. Okay. Okay, firstly, why is Jesus seated? Why is Jesus seated? Because his work's finished. Yeah. So when he died on the cross, yeah, finish. Okay, so he gets to sit down. He can, you can sit down if you want. He's your, he's your son. You can sit. You're resting. Maybe it's the Sabbath. Okay, so it's today, remember. So we've moved out of the old covenantal law, but we're still under the same blood covenant. Okay, remember we're talking about righteousness, what makes you righteous. Okay, so the sinner today, God is in heaven, Jesus, God is in heaven, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Who's here with us now? Holy Spirit, yeah, cool? Okay, so for, the, the <clears throat> for this exercise, I, I'm going to play Holy Spirit. So I can't be in, so I'm next to. Okay. All right. So for the course of this exercise, I'm going to play Holy Spirit. Okay. And because this is a demonstration, we're going to move from here to there. Okay. But remember, we are always in God's presence. He never leaves us. He's always with us. His presence is with us by the Holy Spirit. Okay, who we carry with us wherever we go. Good thing to remember. Okay, but for the demonstration, we're going to move from here to there. Okay, so you've sinned, so you come before God. What's the first thing that happens? Okay, the first thing that must happen is... We inspect the sacrifice. Who's the sacrifice? Jesus. So God looks at Jesus to determine whether his sacrifice is good enough for the sinner to be forgiven. Now remember, Jesus has not only died on the cross, but he's resurrected from the dead. So his sacrifice is not just a once-off, because if it was, in fact, if Jesus hadn't resurrected from the dead, and he was who he said he was, but he didn't resurrect, his, his sacrifice would have been great for everyone from that point backwards. But forwards, for you and I, not so good. But because he overcame death, the penalty of sin, his sacrifice is ongoing. So God looks at Jesus to determine whether or not Jesus is perfect. Okay, so how's Jesus look, God? Do we get the two thumbs? Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, we've got two thumbs. God says, yes, Jesus says sacrifice is perfect. Okay, all right, what happens next? Okay, so the next thing that happened under the old covenantal law was there was a need for the sinner to put their hand on the sacrifice, to kill the sacrifice, to slice and dice the sacrifice, and then offer it up onto the altar. Do we need to do that anymore? No, we don't, because Jesus overcame death. That sacrifice is an ongoing sacrifice. It's not one that has to be done over and over and over again to enable you to be righteous. Okay, what happens next? 
Okay, yes, you would have got covered in blood. What happens next? It's up on the board there. Okay, does, does the priest need to, does God need to take some of that blood anymore? No, because that's already been done. Okay, do they need to catch it and pour the rest out at the base of the altar? No, they don't need to do that. What happens next? He declares you forgiven. Yes, well done. All right. Yeah, give them a hand. Okay, thanks guys. One thing I want to help you to understand here is under the old covenantal law, we had a priest, a sinner, and a sacrifice. When the sacrifice was brought to the priest, who did the priest inspect? The lamb. Did the priest ever look at the sinner to determine whether or not they should be forgiven? The priest represented God on your behalf. Under the new covenant, we have God, Jesus as the sacrifice, and the sinner. When you sin, God doesn't look at you. He looks at Jesus to determine whether or not you should be forgiven. This is part of this incredible transaction that has taken place at the cross. Bill, no, who's teaching next week? (laughs) Richard's teaching next week. And he's going to cover another aspect of this topic of grace. But just in these two, justification and righteousness, it's part of the transaction that Jesus has done for us at the cross to enable us to know, in this case, that we are righteous. So when you look in the mirror in the morning, you can rightly say to yourself, good morning, righteous one. Because it's not your righteousness, it's his righteousness. Yeah? We have the righteousness of God through faith. Scriptures in Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But now the righteousness of God has been made manifest apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. So if you're a believer and you have faith in Jesus Christ, you are righteous by faith. For there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified, we talked about that yesterday, yesterday, by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. Any questions before I go on? God provided the sacrifice. Remember, it's a good point, because under the, remember under, under the old covenantal law, who did all the work? Who got covered in a lot of blood? Yeah. 
under the new covenant? Jesus has already done all the work, yeah? once for all time, so that we can be righteous in him. In, I'll tell you, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is this. It's a short, short little verse. Um, I'll have to find it later. But basically, it's when uh, Jesus is standing with Pontius Pilate. And everyone's shouting, crucify, crucify, crucify. And um, uh, Pilate says to them, then what shall I do with this guy, Jesus? And they say to Pilate, let his blood be on us and our children. <laughs> do you think they realized what they were saying? That, that is an amazing passage because that's exactly what Jesus wanted to happen because that's exactly what needed to happen. His blood needed to be on them. They need to be washed in his blood because that's what was needed so that they could receive forgiveness. I want to play a um, uh, five-minute video clip and then I'm going to uh, hand over to Steve, basically, so it'll be perfect. Okay, so I'd, I'd like you to just watch and just see what Jesus has done. This is about it And this is the blood Broken and pulled out For all of us And in this communion We share Yo! Yeah. 
sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Father I want to thank you for your son Jesus. Father for the the incredible gift that he has given us at the incredible price that he had to pay. Father, we exchange our righteousness for his righteousness. His death, his resurrection, make us righteous in your sight. Through his sacrifice, we are made holy and forgiven. And for that we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Jeff. Interestingly, today I was studying up on the blood of Jesus um, and eight things that it does for us. So it's just, uh, I like the way you tied the teaching tonight into more about what the blood did. That God made him to, that knew no sin to be sin. And that's, that's blood. So that we could become the righteousness of God. It's a miracle that we could become the righteousness of God. But to think that Jesus was the spotless lamb of God, could become sin. You know, one drop of blood would have been enough to have forgiven the universe. You know, God could have sold off a couple of galaxies or solar systems to pay for the sins of the earth. But he chose to pour out all of his blood as a man. Good message, one we need to be reminded of. Can we stand up? What I'd like to do just these last five minutes is... um, this is a discipleship course. We're being equipped. And we want to pray for people who we're trusting for a revelation of this grace and goodness. So maybe you can make the chairs around you. You can be un- uh, untidy. Just kind of fours and fives in a group. And let's just agree together for each other's, those three or four people that we trusting God for 2018 to have a revelation of his love.